Blog Talk Radio. Who else in the apartment? Nobody. My girlfriend's dead. Realization. Uh, we attempted to form a strong political base based in the community with the only strength that we have, and that's the strength of a, a potentially destructive force if we don't get freedom. If there's anybody who think I'm making a threat, we don't make threats at the NFAC. We make promises. Black man. You broke the contract. The ship that went into Fort Monroe and Jamestown with our people on them over 400 years ago. Burn this bitch to the ground. Black men. There were black men on those ships that were responsible for bringing our people over here. Sell out Negroes. Black men. Sell out Negroes. Sell out. Sell out black men. That sold our people into slavery. Black men. We don't own anything. Our mission has been said over and over again. We are here for the protection. The social contract is broken. By savages. I think that we have a responsibility to research the contributions of our mothers and grandmothers. And we have the responsibility to continue to fulfill the legacy that without their contributions, our people would have never been able to withstand the savagery and the brutality inflicted upon us for so many hundreds of years. That is who you are as black men. You are a coward. You are a sellout. If there has never been a single moment in the history of our people in this country when black women were not intensely involved in the resistance struggle. And you were used by the system to harm your own mama, your own black mama. She's had to work alongside the black man in a struggle unlike that of any other group in the United States. Hers has been a desperate effort to make a place of dignity for her people. Generations of black women have carried a disproportionate burden in the family as they are determined and were determined to keep its integrity intact against the constant onslaught of indignity to which it has been subjected. Not only have these women stood shoulder to shoulder with black men in every phase of the battle. We have no respect for you. No respect for your black men. But they have continued to stand even when their men have been destroyed by The slave master understood that once black women became involved in the fight for the liberation of their people, then half the battle was won. Protection. The 
with the person who fixes the situation is simply not black man. So the social contract is broken. You broke the contract. Black man. Mm. All power is to oppress. All power is to oppress people. African power to an African people and black power. Uh, it's your brother, Chairman Yang of People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination. Bring you part two of this. We got it in here, man. And I'm glad that we got, we were able to get it back in. And there again, I appreciate everyone who came back on the line. I told you this was a hot topic, and apparently people really want to discuss this and talk about it and, uh, you know, see some perspectives. And I am so curious, as always, um, this is a people platform. So, you know, with, at, along with the guests, along with us, we invite you to participate in this conversation. You know, it isn't anything without your take. And before I turn it back over, let me give a disclaimer, too, man, because that is such a dope opening. But I have to give a disclaimer. Yo. The People's Black Panther Party does not. I'm sorry. I love the opening. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, you said it was a dope opening. And I was like, yeah. You know, it was, it was yeah, but I have to give so, a disclaimer yeah, about about our position about our position with the uh, infact. You know, and so uh-huh. I'm I'm saying our party is disavowing <laughs> any association <laughs> or anything that may come from legally associating with them. So we disavow <laughs> any acknowledgement, any collaboration, or working with infact or any partners. That in fact may be working with legal, legally or illegally. We are free from that uh-huh. and catch your own risk. With that being said, <laughs> for real, real. Um, with that being said, man, we're back at it. Uh, I believe we have work, Chairman Chairman uh, Work on the line. Chairman, you on the line? Yeah, I'm on the line. Okay. And we definitely have Panther 48 East Psych. You guys here? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, so we got it. So as we were going on, you were going into uh, a little bit, e, and, and, and this is where we'll start the discussion in. You were saying that it was looking at our, looking that the enemy was the same, or we're combating the same colonialism, imperialism, capitalism, so on and so forth. And that we have to, you, you believe that looking at it from a national perspective limits us or either, um, you know, doesn't, doesn't allow us, well, I guess limit us, doesn't allow us to see the bigger picture or the psychological or physical effects of our women participating in, in fighting. Am I somewhere close to what you were saying? Well, yeah, and that's why the, uh, the, the Panther 48 uh ideology that it uh, builds around is not a single ideology. We're not black nationalists. We're not pan-Africanists. We're not African, uh, Afrocentrists. We're, we're all of those and more <clears throat> simply because if you're a black nationalist, your concept of history and your timeline only goes back about 400 years. Black people only existed once we got here. As a pan-Africanist, I can reach across the waters and connect globally with all African people everywhere. So it opens us up when we connect our struggle to the global struggle. It connects us and allows us to pull uh, not only off the uh, physical resources of people, money, networking, all of those things, but also ancestrally. We have far more ancestors that have existed outside of this country 
than we've had exist inside of this country. So it opens us up to their uh, uh, input into what's going on with us. Um, and having the historical example, getting a clearer picture and wiping the haze, because everything we do in this country is geared towards, and I don't mean necessarily what we as those who want to liberate, I mean we as just regular folks in this country, we are subjected to uh, uh, the cloudiness. We are subjected to the disarray and the, the confusion uh, uh, that has that continues to get put upon us because the oppressor, the enemy, knows that if we stay confused, if we stay misguided, we'll never get out of this mess. And in order for us to understand where we're going, we have to first plant our feet firmly in some type of grounding of where we've been. And where we've been does not start with Europeans. Where we've been does not start at the shores of this country. We are far greater, far older, far wiser, far more creative and talented in every, and I don't mean that boastfully, I mean that factually. Nobody else created all the other people on the planet. Black folk didn't do that. The African did that. So a black nationalist can't, can't claim that because a black nationalist only goes back 400 years. A pan-African is I, 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 an African I'm going to have to disagree. I'm going to have to really disagree with that statement. That being a staunch black nationalist myself, I, I, I don't mm-hmm. think that that is necessarily accurate. I don't think the black nationalist, it starts his history with slavery. I mean, you know, because the black nationalist mm-hmm. is one to tell you our history doesn't. Our history doesn't start with slavery. You know, we were free people that were enslaved. We were Africans. What the black nationalist is saying is this, that we're some of the only people that don't accept our struggle, that we don't accept our story being a continuation of the African saga. The Puerto Rican people have done it. The Cuban people have done it. The Haitians, the Jamaicans, the West Indies, everybody accepts themselves as being a part of the African saga except for the new African here in America. We want to either act like the mafia didn't exist, or we want to, you know, pretend that it's impossible to that we can't be a displaced nation over here, that we don't constitute a nation, we don't constitute a culture, that we totally shit on our contributions to human civilization. You know what I'm saying? As new Africans, we don't count ourselves in the struggle. Man, I'm going to open up the mic, too, to... Uh, seven and work, and we're going to make our way back around because I'm sure Sight wants to get in here. But let me say, you know, conclude with this too. As far as I, I, you know, with all due respect, to me, you know, the globalism, the internationalism is a little bit, sounds a little bit to me like escapism. It makes everything so broad. It doesn't make you really have to pinpoint and fight what's going on right here. I struggle, though we may fight some of the same demons of capitalism, imperialism, and, and, and colonialism, the instruments used were different. Like Seven so adequately pointed out to me um, earlier, the outcome and results are different. And so we have to factor those elements into our evolutionary, into our revolutionary struggle. The fact that we were stripped of culture. Name one. The fact that any. Name one. It, right. Huh? No, I'm saying name, name an outcome and result that was different from what we're dealing with. Name one. Uh, in different countries? There is none. Yes. What do you yeah, mean the outcome for those? There's a big one. You, you, no one has ever 
then freed yeah. as a slave and then had to attempt to coexist with the very people that enslaved you. That's a big one. If you were yeah. a slave and they freed you, you went somewhere else. But we are trying to coexist with the very energy that intentionally enslaved us. That's one very big, that's a whole reconstruction era. That never existed nowhere else. That is unique to us. But you, Chattel slavery but you realize, is unique you know, it's not, to us. But, uh, but I have to disagree with you. It's not unique to us because slavery also existed. We were enslaved in Britain. We were been enslaved Absolutely. in Australia. We've been enslaved in several Absolutely. other countries where we are still, make no mistake about it, the continent of Africa has several countries that liberated themselves on paper but are still having to work to miscegenate and to deal with the European oppressor because it changed. Absolutely. The outcome wasn't different. Not like this. In so far as the results. Well, I don't, look well, I don't really because think Because we don't have a global that, perspective on it. Yeah, I don't really think that any of that really plays a role in our future nowadays. I think whether or not we've been determined as free or getting to the future. Hello? Yeah, so I don't, think, I don't think that a piece of paper or a person telling us that we're free can determine anything. I think it's more or less where we were in the 70s with the original Panthers. You know, it's either freedom or death. The only thing enslaved is what we hold it in our minds and I just feel like holding on to that part of it of you know allowing them to tell us or treat us or I wouldn't even say it's them allowing us I think it's more or less our mental state of mind that's allowing us to keep reliving that moment I think it's imperative that we get away from reliving that moment and you know kind of live for today I mean, every millennial I've ever spoken to feels just like that. They don't embrace mm-hmm. this this part of the struggle. They're like, I want to move forward. I want to move. And, and you know, elders, we like, okay, well, let's have our roots in place, and we got to know this. And these millennials care about that. I want to know how I make this thing work for me right now, you know. And so we have – I'm so glad that you want to line – because you're helping us to remember that not only do we need to keep history in, in mind and understand the roots, so we need that, we do, but we also got to give our people something to move forward on because if we're not doing that, we lose him. And as, yeah. as young as I like to think, I look and feel, he is the one that's going to carry this forward. So it's like, as we're going through this this debate, this trying to understand what happened, when it happened, and everything like that, we lose a whole generation when we do that. Well, and and I definitely don't want us to get sidetracked. And callers, we see you. We're going to come to our phone lines because you know our, our primary thing is and the importance, the imports of why we touched on that for me anyway was the traditional role of the new African woman placed in. See, we can go back to these. Uh, and created these ancient traditional roles of the African woman and stuff. I, I, I have yet to meet one of those in the new African. You know what I'm saying? We I have think, to factor in her think, struggle, which, which which is which is which her struggle, which is and I'm, I'm gonna let you go. Work, which her struggle, which is very real. She big mama has held it down. 
that not only in Africa did we have an understanding of a matriarchy, but in America, I think it was exacerbated just because of the attack against the black male. So to think that we can, I made that mistake one time before in a religion called Islam. You know what I'm saying? I was in a very deep understanding of Islam, and the mistake I made in a couple hundred million marriages throughout the masjid was thinking that these new African women were Arab women. And I dare say that we would do the same thing, even though they're our brothers and sisters from the continent, to negate our experience as new Africans over here and try to uh, impose, or, uh, or what they say, overimpose, on new African women, African traditions and heritage, because we don't like what we stem from would be a very big mistake, and taking the fight out of them would be a worse mistake. Work. I'm going to let you go, and then call us. You're coming up. Uh, we're going to get you on next. Okay, yeah. So for me, it's like the key word in what you're saying is traditional versus modern. And it's like traditionally women weren't, let me see, how do I want to put it? Traditionally, <laughs> women weren't able to become their full selves. I'll just leave it at that. It's like nowadays, and I will have to like take you look at a chessboard. It's like even if you look at a chessboard, the queen is formless. She moves all type of ways. So it's like being in a traditional state of mind is kind of like you restrict a woman from prospering to her full self. No, no. That's the significance so, of history. If you look at European history, yes, white women have always been restricted and kept in their place, so to speak, as servants. That's never been the case in our history, and that's the importance of history. We can't understand what we're fighting for if we don't know what it is. We don't know what freedom is because we don't know our history. We've only been free at one point in history, and that was before Europeans came into the picture. Well, I mean, I'm going to agree to disagree because I feel like women were restricted. Yes, black women has always been rebellious. That's because they didn't want to be restricted. But all women, whether you white, Puerto Rican, or Asian, history does not support your statement, bro. I can name Queen Amanarina, Hatshepsut, and Zynga. We can go down the line. There's an entire uh, uh, group, there's an entire uh, nation in the Limpopo uh, uh, district of South Africa that is ruled completely by women. Women, period. So we're women talking about America right now. Ratio. In our community, right? Yes, you were a king. You may have been born to be a king, but it was that woman, but your mother, you know, not your father, who determined whether or not you would be a king. Let, okay, let's let's go to the phone because I and I'm gonna go to the phone lines. Call a um, six four seven sixty fifty because, like you said, we can use examples of Africa, but there are some places in Africa that practice clitoral mutilation. So, I mean, you know, yeah. that, you know, when we do that, man, when we do that, it's just all selective process. Uh, Carla, your mic's over. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm just listening at this point. And, um, I, don't, I, I don't know that you can blame millennials for how they're doing things because I don't, I, I don't know if we've gotten the results that we wanted. No so doubt. I don't know how much we can tell them how to do what they need I don't, to do a lot of information a lot of information is they may not have the, the total historical view but mm-hmm. this is 2020 so a lot of the stuff that they can get they can get that stuff 
online. They can find out a lot of the history. Right. And they do. Don't, Go ahead. don't get us twisted. We don't know. This is why we have millennial, a millennial on here. We understand that this is yeah. the new leadership. We're trying to hear what they're saying. I think, in fact, if this is the call I think, I think this is actually goes into a lot of what you're talking about, innovation. You know, we're, we're listening to Chairman Work and um, the brother in our party, Solomon, you know, who is a, uh, uh, in college and things, listening for innovation, not to get stuck in the box of, you know, history or, or just what is convenient and, and what has been and, 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 and is traditional. But I'm sorry for cutting you off, Carl. I just wanted to correct that so you know, we, no, we, we're definitely not saying the mistake is his. But please finish. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. That's all I had to say on the subject. I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, we're in the help mode at this point. You know, where we're needed, we step in where we're needed. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much all we can do right now. I mean, we had our time to do what we needed to do, and, and I, I don't think we accomplished what we needed to, but that's okay. I mean, just, you know, maybe, they, maybe they'll maybe they have the answers. I, I have a question. If that's okay, uh, Chairman. Um, my question sure. is, you know, I, I'm kind of stuck on this opening. This opening was, it was hardcore. It was cutting. It it made me cringe a little bit here and there. You know what I'm saying? Because there was some strong words said, and um, that wasn't the first time I've heard these words. You know, this isn't the first time I've heard uh black women being very mad and upset and feeling um, like they've been left out of the struggle. You know, they, they're they like, look, we do this, we do that, and you brothers not doing your part. If, if we could go kind of around the room and kind of how do these words, what do these words generate within you? Because I know how they made me feel. And I don't, I think because I have boys and one young man, it made me feel like, oh, I gotta do, I gotta work harder. I gotta teach him this. I gotta teach him that because I don't want this woman here to be talking about my son. You know. So how did everybody feel? How what did that bring in? What did that conjure? I, I missed. Are oh, you the asking everybody? Maybe I missed it. I would yeah, have to ask I, everybody. Yeah. Well, it made me feel, and this this is the chairman from Atlanta. It made me kind of mm-hmm. feel like, you know, I I don't know. I didn't really feel hit because, you know, I'm a black man that works and do my part. But, okay. you know, as a man, you it's easy for you to look at society and see how 95% of the men have gone straight, black men. So it's mm-hmm. like it made me feel like there's like a reteaching phase. Mm-hmm. You know, it made me feel like, you know, a lot of men – even 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 growing up, a lot of men that are men now didn't have fathers to groom them. So it's like a lot of people just missed out on that grooming. And, you know, listening to a woman saying that just gives me the insight on, you know, how upset women are that, you know, black mm. men have been lost in society for so long. Like, that's mm-hmm. all I really Like, hearing it and just knowing as a as a man myself, I know that a lot of men are not just there mentally, you know. I and it's you know, it's 
it's a it's a plethora of excuses you can use. You can use the mental abuse, the physical abuse, the oppression. You can use all of these excuses as to why a man isn't, you know, as masculine as he should be. But, you know, all of that stuff, it, it just comes down to things being circumstantial. It's like I can't really agree with her 100% because not all men have gone straight. But the numbers of yeah. men that are lost versus the number of men that are conscious, is it, it completely outweighs. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's just a reteaching phase. You know, back, you know, I always use the metaphor of like back in the 70s when the Panthers and stuff was growing up, everybody knew everybody. Everybody was a hold as a community. So with the communities being broken and, you know, everybody being disconnected, it's like the trust bond is broken. So, yeah, there is no trust amongst black men, just like there are no trust amongst black men with black women or black women with black men. It's just like the trust bond, the connection. We're just disconnected, period, from our roots, from being a man, just from the whole nine. Mm. Okay, so let I me... I guess uh, I'll sum it up would, and just put it in a state of knowing. I would like to I would like to answer the sister's question. This brother Sykes, is that all right? I would, yes, like, to, uh, please. I would like to answer the sister's question. She say. She asked, how did hearing that make men feel? You know, one of the things that I've always taught brothers who claim that they are revolutionary and want to make changes in the community, one of the things that I always point out is that sisters have every reason in the world to be upset because men, the the black men in Africa, had the position of of defending the continent. And somehow, some way, whatever happened, he lost the continent. Not only did he lose the continent in the process of losing the continent and losing the wealth of the continent, he lost the people. He lost the women and the children. So she would be upset because uh, the brother just talked about how we have a generation of big mamas that held the family down. Even the sister said that I want to be able to teach my sons so that they won't be the men that this woman is talking about. But the question has to be asked, why does she have to make sure that they not the men that the sister is talking about? That's the question mm-hmm. that has to be asked. Why is it her responsibility to make sure that her sons are not the men? Because in a family, a family unit, it's not saying the man is better than the woman or the woman is better than the man. But mm-hmm. in the family unit, the boys are supposed to be able to look at the man in the family so he can have an understanding mm-hmm. of how he's supposed to operate and play his role. And the girls are supposed to be able to look at her father and understand the type of man that she is supposed to choose to be a part of her life and vice versa. The girls are supposed to be able to mm-hmm. look at her mother and understand how to play her role. And the girls are supposed to look at, and look at her father for the same exact thing. So the question is, why is she having to teach her sons not to be the type of men that this sister was talking about in the intro? Mm-hmm. And the father is mm-hmm. there, and his responsibility is to teach the boys how to be that man. So this is the whole question that mm-hmm. we're discussing here. And when we're dealing with logic, one thing we've got to understand about revolution, revolution is scientific. That means that just because this happened to me or I met one sister on the planet that wasn't like this, that doesn't mean that that's a generalization of the entire population. We have to deal with averages, not holes. On an average, the average person has two legs and two arms. That doesn't mean that every person on the planet going to have two legs and two arms. There are some people with one, but we're dealing with averages. And when we're talking about, oh, the millennials don't feel this way or this person don't feel this way, it doesn't matter. 
Let's deal with the averages and let's deal with the reality of the situation that we got to deal with. Let's be scientific. Let's be logical. And the reason I bring that up because it is it, it, killing to me on how when we want to prove our points, we can reach back and we can grab uh, uh, perspectives from Africa like Brother Yanga did last week. He reached back to Africa and he brought back uh, in Zinga when he was refuting Brother E's point, uh, point of view about women's position in the struggle. But then the day we're saying, let's not go back to the past, let's leave that alone, let's deal with the contemporary times. We can't do that. We can't pick and choose right. which examples we want to use That's and which right. examples we don't. We have to deal with logic and, and reality scientifically. If we can't do the math on it, I don't want to deal with it. And that's just my point. Mm-hmm. And yes, I'm not offended I, I, by what the sister said at the beginning of the intro. I'm not. All that makes me realize is, well, we as a whole have failed to play our part. And what 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 matters, we have to pick up and start back being who and what we're supposed to be. Now, let me say this: Don't think that I'm just just because I'm part of the Panther Forty Eight. I'm scooping in and trying to save Brother E because I'm not. I think for myself. <laughs> And Brother E thinks for his sake. And I don't 100% agree with everything Brother E says. I don't think that the yeah. woman has to hide in the house under the bed. And I'm not saying Brother E is saying that. I think that when necessity makes it require a requirement of it, the woman has to strap up and touch the street. I believe that. There you but go. when necessity makes that a requirement. Peace. Mm-hmm. Peace. Love. Let me, and, and, let me I, I, you know what? Love. I would love, love to answer that question. That is super hot. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay, I would love to answer that question. You know, and, and my yeah. thing, and I agree with, I agree with like what some of Brother Psych is, is is definitely saying. But here's the point that yeah. I make with all of that: we have to defy the role of manhood. You know, we want to know why that mm. sister has to say that. I don't want, I don't want him to mm-hmm. raise him to be the man that sister's talking about because he has a false conception of manhood. When your enemy has said manhood, your manhood is weighed by your material possessions. Your manhood is weighed by your ability to defend your woman. But, nigga, if you get caught carrying a gun and you're a felon, or if you get caught around other felons, they make you incapable of defending your family. Then that whole, you reaching that, when that's impossible, then you will never be a man. So your woman will always be frustrated when this hero is Captain Kirk and Batman and all of these superheroes doing things that you wish you could do that you can't perform because that's not the reality in your existence. Why are we allowing our oppressor to defy manhood? You know what I'm saying? So the manhood, when we go back to fighting, if it's on savvy, then some of the judgment should be about manhood is her man's wit and ability to survive with his savvy. See, that's no longer prerequisite or whatever anymore. Back in the day when we were segregated and when the when the when the uh, threats were very physical and very overt, it was about the savvy brother. It was about the brother that could pick turnips or trick a crack out of a turnip to feed his family. It was whatever. But when when we get to this material possession fueled by capitalism, which is individualism, and no type of empathy or sympathy for humanity. We know it's profit over people, and we emulate that. Negroes, black people make the worst white people. Hear me when I tell you that. Black people make the worst fucking white people. So when we emulate them, we are terrible, and we go to extremes. And that's what I'm saying. So I'm saying this. My heart goes out. In two ways. Yeah, it goes out because the sister feels like 
we're not meeting the man mark. And then my heart goes out is because I would like to know what the sister defies as manhood. And is it mm-hmm. achievable and reachable by some of us? Because all of us, and, and some of you brothers on the line, though, can't go get the job to get the jobby job because of the felony. Can't tote the strap. And if you get, if you go out and try to feed your family during crime or get caught toting the strap, guess what? It's called recidivism and all that old stuff. You're a loser again. You're back in penitentiary. So I would ask the sister, what are you defying as manhood? And that, and that's my whole question mm. that I'm throwing out there. So when we go to talking about defending and, and us playing our roles and positions, what are those roles and positions? Mm-hmm. I Is that an open question? For all women. That, that's a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's... Yeah, that's... that's, that's and, and before you answer, listen, let me say this. Before you answer, you're listening to the People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination. Hey, open conversation. Press 1. We'll throw you in here. You're on it with Panther 48, E-Psych, myself, Sister 7, Chairman Workman. We got it going on. Hot topic. Press 1. We'll draw you in. I believe that was you, E-Speaker. Mm-hmm. Please, go ahead. Floor is yours. That was- <clears throat> oh. <clears throat> um, well, I did the song. It's something that I put together. So let me say where I'm coming from as far as my intent and what inspired me, moved me to put that together. So the sister that's speaking is the sister that is one of the mouthpieces for the BLM. Um, And she's been very vocal in particular with uh, Sister Brianna's case. And that was a speech that she gave and she was referring to the attorney general there in what Kentucky, uh, yeah, Louisville, yeah. where uh, there's nobody's been charged. So she was charging him up, letting him know that he basically you ain't shit. My application is that our response by organizations again, and brother Sy- brother War can attest to this. Even when back in the day as uh, Boots on the Ground members of the New Black Panther Party, I took issues with the, the marching, with the showing up with guns, with the, the intimidation and the threat, because there's simply nothing to back them up. And I see that going on again and again in big fashion, in big style, with organizations, particularly there in Kentucky and going around to, to other states and whatnot, with this, this uh, uh, if you don't give us justice, uh, it's going to be a problem. Nigga, no, it's not. You keep saying that shit. You've been saying that shit. The last task, right. take it to the truth like that, you killing them. So from that vantage point, every cat that sits up and says, this is got to say, every time a brother gets killed by the police or a sister gets murdered by the pigs, we get wired up, man, they need to stop, blah, blah, blah. Shut up, nigga. Sit down. You ain't going to do shit because we keep on doing the same old thing over these threats. And the reality of it yeah. is, you cannot define our manhood, a black man, an African manhood, in the terms that we've been given. Remember Willie Lynch, who intentionally, whether he was real or not, the idea was to intentionally castrate the black man in front of the black woman so that she would lose respect and he would lose his role. Where the hell did that role come from? It wasn't a role. The role that they were trying to get rid of was not a role that they gave us when we were in, in, in slavery. It was a role that we brought here. And the European understood that they had to take away the protection. They had to take away the protector and put all that weight onto the sister so that she would further lose respect for the man, so that she would begin attacking the man, 
so that there will be that much more infighting amongst one another. That's what I'm talking about. That's the reason Angela Davis talks about how women have been in the forefront of our struggle here in that role. I'm not saying, again, let me say it once again, I'm not saying sisters can't do it. Yes, I've seen sisters with machetes go at it on cats. I understand that. The idea is that whenever Queen and Zynga, we've heard of, some of us have heard of Queen and Zynga, wonderful sisters, took up the, the mantle, the throne, went to war with the, the Portuguese, and, 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 and was so respected by her, 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 her men in, in, in the military, her people. <clears throat> she made a declaration that any African that could make it to the area known as Angola, that they would be free people. All they had to do was to sign on and fight. She was so respected by her people that uh, uh, male soldiers, when the, the Portuguese refused to give her a chair during negotiation, a male soldier came and got down on his hands and knees and allowed her to sit on his back for the duration of those conversations. Yes, sisters have done it to the two back and forth, but Queen Nzinga came to power as a leader of, 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 of her people in that old area of Angola because her brother, the king, committed suicide. Queen of Manorina, the Kandaki from the area of Kush, same type of scenario. She fought Alexander the Great, pushed him back, slaughtered him, fought, fought into a stalemate for three years to the point that the, the, the Romans were like, look, what, what can we do to make this right? This sister became queen of her people because her husband died. So it, we have to look at something beyond our oppression. If we keep looking at our oppression and saying, what do we do? We're going to keep doing the same. What do we do? We have no idea what we can do until we get out of this clause, this funk, this belief that what we can do is what we have done in this country. We have to look beyond it to when we were a truly great and free people and bring that into being and understand our manhood that we have a role. And anybody that says that we don't have a role doesn't know their history, doesn't understand the way nature works, and that's just the yin and the yang of it. I'm a, hey, I want to bring this call uh, in. But, and, and after that, after that I, I want to go back to that because I'm a disagree. I'm agree to disagree because, like you're stating, how Queen Zinga came to power. You're you're equating, you're making social conditions in a patriotic order synonymous with nature. You're equating the strength of the women and warriorhood of women based on the law and order of that society. The law said that it didn't. Nature didn't say he had to be king. Their law said he was king. So their law said when he died. She would take place. Let me let me go to the call and I'm gonna give you a chance to respond because I do want us to go back to that. Um, uh, area code three three four sixty eight fifty two. Your mic is open. Black Power. This is Black uh, Power. Sister Lady Freedom. This is Lady Freedom chiming in from Alabama. Hey, Sister Freedom. I guess as a woman, uh, I can um, qualify to answer the question that was asked about like what do women see as the role for the men. And <clears throat> I missed the entrance, so I wasn't privy to what was said, but I have been uh, tuned into this conversation for a little while. And uh, let me just say, I appreciate our strong brothers. You know, many times our brothers get a bad rap, like they're mythical creatures that do not exist. But I appreciate our brothers, I appreciate the strong men, the kings on their posts, um, <clears throat> because 
I know if I was a man, I would feel some kind of way about the way that our brothers are portrayed, um, about just even the treatment that they receive. So I just feel the need to thank you, brothers, and whoever else may be listening, but really do. I don't think our brothers get celebrated enough, and too many times they're berated too much. So I just want to give my appreciation to the brothers in your respective places um, so that that's something that you all don't hear from us enough. So thank you. Um, So coming up, I was always taught, I mean, I came up with um, both parents in the home, and I was taught that the man is to be the head, that um, that the man is a protector and a provider for his family, right? Um, Being a warrior queen myself, I also know the the role of having to fill in blanks for myself since I don't necessarily have that within my home. Okay. It's kind of like the the mother who was left to raise a child on her own. It's not that that's the way that it should be, but it's not going to stop the mother from doing what has to be done for the success and well-being and health of her children, right? Um, but I am encouraged by the brothers that I see in the movement and just want to salute them because I know many times black men are looked at as, like I said, like mythical creatures that do not exist, and we know that you do, and I really do appreciate my brothers, wherever you are, listening to this. Um, And if I may say one more thing, that whether you have XY or or double X, double double Y, whatever the chromosomes are, either way, no matter where our location, we are still melanated beings. (laughs) <laughs> from the origin of the motherland, no matter where we landed. And so um, many times I feel like they want us to be at each other instead of focusing on what we need to do to progress our race and not our genders. Black power. Black power. Black power. That's what's up. Appreciate you, Freedom. I would um, like to come in just for the site. And I can't hit a button because I'm on with Brother E. That's why I got to jump in and ask for permission to come in. Hey, more than welcome, Brother Sykes, please. Yeah. For some reason, for some weird reason, my phone won't make the call in, so I have to ride with Brother E. That's why I keep jumping in like this. I don't mean to be disrespectful, but things are said to kick my Hey, Brother, I don't know if you've ever listened to one of my shows. That's what we do. Okay. All right. All right. We all right then. But you asked a question, Brother Yanger, Chairman Yanger asked a question about what is the role of a man. And uh, one of the things that we developed, you know, being, being Title 48, we attempt to develop the ideologies for correcting a lot of these mistaken ideas that we've developed since we've been here in America. And one of the things that I've developed is a, a course called the science of manhood and in that course it breaks down i taught it to my own son my, my oldest boy is 23 and uh i spent 17 years in prison so i was away from him i was away from him for a, a, an extremely large time point of his life and he stood in my face and he told me that a guy just asked him what is a man and he told me he couldn't answer 
because he never had a father in his life to teach him how to be a man. And, you know, that hit me because I was in prison teaching other boys how to be men, and I wasn't there with my own son to teach him how to be a man. And this is kind of like the the dialogue of what we're talking about today about how the sisters had to be. The sisters, there's no doubt about it, and I I hope everybody can see this. The sisters, even my mama, my grandmother, all these were the matriarchs and the leaders of the family because no men was there. So the sisters had to step up because men was not in the picture. They was either murdered, they was either doped out, or they was either in prison. But back to the point where you ask, what is the man? What is the man? I believe that a man has five drives. He has two tools that he is born with to help him accomplish those drives. He has seven roles that he's expected to play in his lifetime, and he has four responsibilities. And I'm going to say them real quick because I know we're limited on time, and I don't want to take up all the time. But those five drives is the drive, <clears throat> is the drive toward survival, toward love and belonging, toward uh, uh, power, toward freedom, and toward fun. Anytime you see a man make any move in his life, he's trying to fulfill one of those five things. The two tools that he's born with to help him accomplish those things is his mind, his ability to think, and his body, his ability to actually cause, bring forth a physical action. Those are his two tools. The man that hasn't developed his mind usually uses his body, either through robbing, Mm. through fighting, through killing, but the man that has developed his mind is able to create ideologies and political theologies in order to teach and guide and educate people. Then he has five roles he's expected to play in his lifetime. Those roles are simple. He's supposed he's supposed to be a son, a brother, a friend, a husband, a father, a king, and God conscious. Those are the seven roles he's expected to play in his lifetime. And he has seven responsibilities. He has a responsibility to himself to his duty, to his community, and to his family. To me, those are the things that essentially lay out a man's role in, in, his, in, his, in his community, in the world, period. To me, those things lay those things out. And that's, that's my quick, there's a, 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 a breakdown to that, but that's my quick abbreviated answer to, brother, to Chairman Yanger's question about what is, what is a man, what makes a man. You know, because that, that's one of the things that we developed and we built on for years and the, and the uh, Dallas chapter New Black Panther Party is manhood classes because that's one of the things that we lack that we're losing. Uh, as the sisters, both of the sisters that have spoken on this on this program today, have attested to the mm-hmm. fact that they are the ones in the household trying to teach boys how to be men. So that that, mm-hmm. that to me that just tells us something, and, and, and it kind of speaks and leaves a leaves evidence to the conversation we have in the day. Peace. What's your uh, YouTube uh, channel site? Mm-hmm. Oh, brother Sykes! Well, yeah, you hit you hit YouTube and hit brother Sykes, it'll come up. Right, you know, and I agree with everything brother Sykes saying. I I love those principles. I love those principles, and I think that those are needed. And definitely, some type of rites of passage, manhood class is needed, including. My thing is, I think it needs to include the new African experience. What my concerns, what my concerns are or that we will go so far into history that we will not realistically look at the trauma and the and the the new African as an evolved African. You know what I'm saying? We, those are not the same African. In fact, before this show, I was doing some research, and I did a study, and I was looking up warrior women. Did you know that women, that a study shows that women come back with less PTSD? They say women are more equipped to handle war stress than men. 
the women that went over to Iraq and fall in the same condition. Huh? You said what? No, I say we we go through childbirth, so it makes sense. I mean, that's no, no. Actually, that's what it was saying. No, actually, that's what it said. It said, unfortunately, that's what it said. It said, unfortunately, they go in with more. There are more women going in with PTSD because of everyday stress of life. It says the everyday stress of life that women live over here make them more better equipped for combat stress than men, than us. We breaking out, coming back, killing every damn body, kicking the dog and eating the cat food. Us, the very ones we say should be in the front line. The very first ones having these damn accidental discharge fires and killing damn people. So what I'm saying is this, and I'm not, and I'm not negating anybody's role, and I'm not trying to downplay our role. I'm just saying our role should, should factor in a part of history that I don't hear taught a lot by, you know, cultural nationalists, Afrocentristic people, is the patriotic move that not only do we combat white supremacy, but that we combat white male supremacy. So when we're combating white supremacy, us as men have to be careful not to not to incorporate male chauvinism into our struggle. And so I think what we see here is this in this new African evolution is a returning of a patriotic order. Our women are strong, and we have to factor so these roles. I'm not saying, you know, like I said, these role things, I'm very careful about how I say these in these positions because a lot of times we have Colin, and I'm not saying anyone on this line. But sometimes we think from a colonized perspective and not even really realizing that we're, we're thinking that way. But I'm saying this. Here, here's what I am saying, that we have to – it is not – is the man's role, you know, in this economic – in this age of economic exploitation and oppression of black people, if the brother uh, has some domestic skills – if the brother can rear children now and the sister works, is the brother, you know, if the sister's a better shot, if the sister can get a, a license to carry a pistol and the brother can't, you know what I'm saying? Are these taking role? Is she taking the defender role? Is he taking the more domesticated woman role? What are we defining as roles and positions, especially if we're living in a place that are making these things unattainable? Are they white, patriotic, supremacist order? That's, that's an open question. I don't think that there's. I don't think we're taking all of our cues from white patriarchal order. I mean, I don't. I, I just don't think that's the case. If you're if you're laying in the bed with your woman, or if you want to go equal, well, the women are equal like men. Okay, how many women want to lay in their bed with men, with their man, and then hear a noise downstairs, and they want their man to say, you know what, I went down there last time. Now. Since we're equal, now it's your turn to go check. Hey, hey, you trivializing it. Come on, man. You trivializing it. Okay, wait. That's not you. That's not you. That's a pump. That ain't no. (laughs) I'm going to share a story. (laughs) I swear I'm going to share a story. That same thing happened. Laying in bed, hearing a rustle. Honey, wake up. I hear a rustle. Okay. Guess what? Put on clothes. I'm putting on clothes, too. I'm packing and strapping, too. Because I'm not going to have you just going out yeah. there and something happened to you. So we out there Word. together handling this, defending this house. This, this is what we doing. This this our house, and we're going to defend it, and something go down. How is it look the police come? Well, what happened? I don't know. Well, where were you? Hiding. No, I'm not. I'm out there making sure this <laughs> don't, I don't let it go down on this one. And so um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know that woman, you know. And, and right now – 
in the house. I got my 15-year-old son. I hear something. We are both strapped, okay, and we're going to the door like what? So this, this is how this works. And hopefully, hopefully, when he has a family, he'll already know I'm going to the door. Hopefully his wife won't even think, oh, I got to go too. But right now in this situation, having some big black child go to the door, you know, barreling to the door, <laughs> that should get be dangerous for him in his house. Brianna Taylor got shot in her house. So right now I don't think we're in a position where we can just say, oh, with, honey, I need to go With a black man him. defending her. With a, with a with black, black man, with a black, you know, which, which, which is a very little talked about fact. You know what we're talking with a black yeah. man opening fire on what he perceived to be intruders. Listen, let's go to the phone lines yeah. real quick. Area code four zero four seventeen ninety three. Your mic is open. Greetings, greetings. Hello, how are you? Greetings, greetings. We're good. This is Sister Isa. All right. Hey, Sister Isa. Greetings, greetings. Um, I had a few things to say. Um. When we deal with, we talk about roles, right? And um, we deal with, we always comparing what other people are doing, what other cultures are doing. And a lot of us, when I have conversations, a lot of people say, well, feminism killed the the black uh, family and the role of feminism and this, that, this, that. Okay. We're doing the same thing subconsciously when we're comparing. Instead of thinking about the, Equality standpoint, what about the equity? Equity goes into what we need. So how about our roles when we classify what the roles should be versus trying to compare it to other cultures and what they have going on? Why don't we say what we need as a culture, as a family, as a unit? We're striving to compare. We don't have the same needs. And that's not fair to the black man or the black woman because – we yeah. get to a point to where we point the fingers, point the fingers, but then we don't say anything when some of our leaders or some of our, you know, speakers and activists, when they marry outside of their race, you know what I'm saying? And then they try to come back and compare what, you know, is going on on the outside versus what we have going on inside. Equity is more important because that caters to our needs versus right. what everyone else is doing. And that creates confusion within our family and our culture. And that's just, yeah, you know, that's my opinion. Yeah, because they gave my girl Serena a hard time. They gave Serena a hard time, and they're like, oh, why didn't she find no brother? But I'm asking her why she didn't find a brother. I love brothers. You know, I love everything about them. Even when they're wrong, I think that they keep being wrong. But at the same time, she was like, what works for me? It, at being a celebrity, doing this, doing that, I needed this. You know, I tried to be with black men. They weren't feeling it. So, you know, there are, it is difficult, and it has to happen on a unit-by-unit unit basis to a degree because you are correct. Like, my kids are on their way out the door, okay? So my needs are not necessarily I need someone that can hold down short people. I need somebody who could be a good, I mean, I like role mo- good role models anyways, but, you know, everyone's needs are different, and it changes mm-hmm. as things are in your life. You hear a millennial, you had a millennial one earlier, you know, you have a different need for a man. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you have, you know, you do want children. You do want this. You do want that. 
So, you know, I think we do have to be a little individual when we're thinking about what works, you know. And, and like, I just want to say real quick, Sister Freedom, she came on the line and she was, you know, she, she gave those props up and, and, and loved on the brothers and everything else like that. I know that does not happen enough. I know it doesn't. But she also Mm-mm. said I came from a two-parent household, okay? And so she's saying I've seen personally in my house a black man handle business. A black man treat my mother well. A black man treat me well. He'd be a protector and a provider. Unfortunately, there's not enough women that can give that testimony and say I have had this experience where a black man held me down. And then because yeah. when you have the experience, you feel way differently about stuff. When somebody comes through for you, you're like, look, I got people like, I'm like, look, I don't care what happens because you helped me right here, forever friends. I got you. You know, I understand that. But if you don't yep. have that, when you're sitting on your third or fourth baby daddy, when, when you are feeling alone, like you got to pay for this, you got to do this and do that, it's hard to tell those same experiences, oh, black men are wonderful. Because they don't have that to pull from. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it helps brothers, let me tell you. And you can always tell. Yep. You know, and yeah, but you know, I, you can always that's tell the, cycle. the woman that had a good father. And you know what? Exactly. Brothers will tell you that. Brothers can will tell you the same thing. We can tell women that have had a strong male influence in their life. It's a, it's, it's a cycle. Yep. That's why I say, you know, we become disappointed at sometimes fantasies, you know what I'm saying? We watch the show, you know, and, and, and I do will agree that it does, you know, right from in, individuals, but we watch the show. Men have the same fantasies that women have in the reverse. We want the woman to do all that, make the pies, always have something sweet to damn say, always be smelling like daisies when we come in, you know, the, the whole nine. Men want the whole thing. Oh, she talks so much. Sister, why you can't just be, you know, we want the whole, we want all of that. But is that, you know, realistically? I, but, um, come on, man. I, I think that's a bit. I mean, men don't want all of that. Come on. I mean, I mean, I mean, E, 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 that's about the same, E, that's about the same as you saying, baby, go down and check the noise. You know, it's about to say, I mean, we, you know, we, we, we don't, what I'm saying is we have to be realistic in, 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 in what we're dealing with. Just like, you know, if yeah. the woman makes more money than the man, if the woman, you know, and she's taking care of a lot of the bills, guess what? She may feel like, and she may even be right. We may have to address that in black families. She may feel like that she has a little more say. She may be a little more vocal. Now is not the time for you to be the king of the castle when you ain't got a king being to put in the damn castle. This is what I'm saying. We have to redefine relationships. You know, if my woman can tow the pistol legally and I can't tow the pistol legally and we getting jumped on, don't throw the damn gun to me. Shit, that's five to ten. Don't throw it. But I want to add on to that. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I feel you like know? like what you said with the uh yeah. we have to uh define relationships. Well, society yes. has taken aim at feminizing the man in general. Yeah. So yes. this is where yes. you get this gender yes. change from and this confusion from because society has literally taken aim at feminizing the man. So you know, mm-hmm. like I said, it, it, it just comes in with the whole situation of 
you know, taking the masculine side from the man and giving it to a woman. So that by way of doing that, you are feminizing the man and making the woman masculine. It's like a gender change happening every day in society, whether they're foreseeding you homosexuality or, you know, it's kind of like, you know, when back in the day you would catch a woman working at the restaurant. Now it's men working at the restaurant. Then you take women mm-hmm. and they're standing outside on the but, side of the road with the construction sign or you know laying mm-hmm. concrete or whatever. So society. Mm-hmm. But see, that's my point, though, uh, Chief. Work is that is that effeminization, though. We have to. That's what I mean. We have to be careful what we call gender role, economic, uh, economic uh, uh, wealth or job positions shouldn't be gender regulated in certain things. I don't believe a woman can't be out there in construction and toting a sign. Now, don't put on some 500,000 million bricks, but I'm saying construction work, I don't think should be gender specific. I think we have to be careful of taking, you know, the white man's ways and saying certain functions in society are gender specific. I think what we do is take social conditions and make them synonymous with nature. And it's not you know what I'm saying? I don't believe in gender specific uh, jobs and shit like that. I believe well, women can do what a man can do. Maybe not at the same capacity, but I believe they can perform some of the same functions. That's true. That's true. And you know, I don't disagree with you on that 100%. But it's like, even if you know a certain position shouldn't be, you know, what what was the term you used? Gender. Mm-hmm. Gender specific, even gender though, specific. Uh, uh, yeah, even though mm-hmm. a certain position should be gender specific, it creates confusion. So it's like we're not we're not you know waking up every day saying that a man should do this or a woman should do that. But in terms of men doing certain things and women doing certain things, it causes confusion. So it's like, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say it causes confusion, but it if if a man steps into a woman's role then it's going to feminize that man. So, yes, that man is not going to be as masculine or as much of a warrior as he once was because now he's doing feminine things or he's doing a role that a woman should be doing versus if a man or versus if a woman steps into a role of a man. And we see this every day. They're going to become more aggressive. They're going to become more masculine. They're not going to always be the feminine woman that she once was. So, yeah, even though we're not trying to say that, you know, working at Waffle House or being a construction worker shouldn't be gender specific, but it does cause confusion. So that's why I feel certain things should have those boundaries. Just because I, I can confusion. I can see what Go ahead, brother. No, nah, you good. Just I just wanna end it at that. Just because, you know, it keeps down the confusion and it keeps a basic understanding of what a male role should be and what a woman's role should be. I think that I think that, that to me that's the question. Is about role specifics. You know what I'm saying? About what, what what do we define as role? Like this, like you said, you know, one of the things I found that I used to think was a feminist, I found made me stronger. One of the things I used to think was a feminist as hell was keeping children. I used to think that babysitting, that daddy daycare and all that, man, it has made me ferocious. I see why women go crazy about their children. I think all men should keep their damn children. It will make, man, I got a, man, my mom, man, I will bite a brick and put a rock in the hospital. You hear me? 
man, it's so when you, I think these things, but that's because I was taught daddy's the way, you know, daddy's taught the foot, tossed the football, kick in your ass and teach you karate and this and that. But when I began, when I was in the position, when I was in that particular relationship and the sister had a good position and it was more advantageous for the family for me to stay home and, you know, kind of try to counterbalance the bullshit they were learning in school and society, man, it actually, what I thought at first was effeminate, actually brought me closer, gave me a different understanding of family. And that's why I'm speaking for this, because I wrestled with gender roles, with how I felt the sister was talking to me. Oh, you think I'm a chump because I'm watching children think you can talk like that? And I really had to begin to realize, damn, a lot of this was from some of my, some of my Abrahamic faith, some of my religious baggage. Some uh some white uh, male supremacy baggage that wasn't white supremacy but very male chauvinistic when it came to me thinking of a place in a role. So I'm just saying I'm not saying what I'm saying is the right answer. What I'm putting out there and posing to the listeners is this: challenge your perceptions or conceptions of gender roles. Challenge it. Just ask where did I get them from? Yeah, and, and even though they may that. be historic and African in origin. Ask what they beneficial because even like the brother said, and this is my thing to my brothers on the continent. Love you brothers on the continent. I love my Afrocentric brothers. But if they were so beneficial, then I ask wouldn't be in America talking about it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So maybe it's time to look at damn. Did that really? Did that really work for us? Maybe we need to switch the game up. And all I'm saying See, is I think, something that has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think. I think that a problem that we have when we get to topics like this is we try to make it 100%. It's like, you know, when we find ourselves saying all men or all women, you know, this gender-specific role topic cannot be 100%. It's like, you know, different Mm -hmm. strokes for different folks. So, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it's just by way of saying don't don't make it, don't make certain roles 100% of Dang, so how I want to say this, don't make roles or don't make the topic 100% of saying it should be this way, it should be that way. It should just be 50-50, you know, and that's all I wanted to say. It should just be 50-50 when you come down to stuff like this. You know, men should do some things that are feminine, but not too Mm -hmm. feminine. Just as some women should do things that are masculine, but just not too masculine. Like you said, you shouldn't send your woman down to, you know, check the sound in the house with that noise. Uh Or it's, it's by way of saying, like, if you got a delivery from the pizza guy, you should be sending your wife out there at 10 o'clock at night to eat food. So mm-hmm. it's just like one mm-hmm. of those things to where these roles and certain things that we take on, yeah, it should be 50-50. It shouldn't be 100% of a person doing this or 100% of a person doing that. I, I, think, I think that I think once we I want that in between or that balance, everything would, you know, work itself out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to jump in real quick because I got an ancestor over here that won't leave me be, and and uh, the first female pharaoh has just fit. She keeps coming to me right now. <laughs> I guess because we're talking about it like this, you know, you know, like has just fit end up having to assume the leadership in Kemet, and the people was like, "How's she gonna be a pharaoh? She's not a man." Right, and she shouldn't be wearing the things that the pharaohs wear because she is a woman, right? But Hatshepsut was not worried about whose gender is supposed to be on the throne. She was like, "What must I do to save my kingdom?" 
And I think a lot of these things, if we look at it, not with the gender role, because if we look at the 10-point program, if we look at the 10-point platform, not none of it have anything specific that a man should do. None of it have nothing specific that a woman should do. It is about building the kingdom, right? And so I want to challenge all of us that when we look at these things, instead of looking at a gender role, to look at what is needed for the kingdom to be successful, right? So it may not always be 50-50, brother. I'm going to be honest. Sometimes it might be 20-80. But if that's what's good for the kingdom, let it be so. You know, kind of like like Marcus Garvey was telling them, hey, let every man serve their God to themselves and through their actions, right? Well, kind of because he said it was too much time getting sucked up about who had the right God and who was right, right? And I feel like we could go in those same circles about gender roles, correct? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's about Mm -hmm. what is best for the kingdom and not necessarily about a gender role. I challenge you, look at the 10-point program and tell me what is different for the man and different for the woman. Look at it and tell me. There is none. It is about what is best for the people. We going to urinate differently. That's, and we <laughs> have different functions in certain parts of our body. But aside from that, it is about what is the best for the kingdom. Black that was very well put. I can agree with that. Let's go to our phone lines. I'm sorry, go ahead, Seven. And then we'll go to call out C. We'll come to you. Seven, you were saying? Uh, grab the grab the caller real quick. Okay. Can you hear me? 252-3772. Your mic's hot. Peace. This is Sister Amina. Peace, Amina. Greetings. Um, I was just listening, and I just want to say um, I love the word nature. Everybody keeps throwing that word around, nature, nature, nature. But we keep forgetting we don't know our nature right now because it was taken from us. So we have to teach it. So the man's job as well as the woman's job is to teach those that don't know. Let's get the programs out there. Open your door. Yes. Start bringing in children. You know, what do you mean our nature was taken? I'm sorry, Meaning we're in. unnatural now. I've, after right, right. Um, having to go through slavery, we're now in an unnatural are, state. We've mutated all right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And these are learned behaviors that, oh, well, a man should do this and a man should do that. We learned that from the oppressor. You know, your instinct tells you. My father used to come in the house. And my, my vessel that brought me here, he didn't tell him what he needed to do to be a man. He just did it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I just mm-hmm. one thing I don't deal with is a domesticated man. It irritates it irritates me. If he wanna wash more mm-hmm. dishes than me, I have a problem with that. My, my my house, well, you better wash a lot of you better wash a lot of dishes, dear, because you gonna meet some brothers that are listen. And I'm not and I'm not mad at that, but you better wash a lot of dishes because you right. gonna meet some brothers that's cleaner than a lot of y'all sisters. So I'm just keeping it 21. <laughs> brothers will. <laughs> so brothers that got yo because because y'all women have raised us. Y'all can't get mad That's because women have raised us to be self-sufficient. Okay, talk to me. Okay, talk to me. I, I hear what okay. you're saying, but yesterday, the day before yesterday, I had five 
women in my house that we've been having this conversation, and they're all having men. You know what I told them? They're not men. Our women, we raise them to be so mommy. That's my baby. My daughter do it to her son right now. Oh, don't watch him up. Mm -hmm. Why not? You see, so I deal with this every day. I talk to people about this stuff every day. My issue is Mm -hmm. we don't have to pick and choose what we should be doing. Just do it. If it feels right, go with that shit. If you wanna, if you wanna help your wife wash some dishes, that's fine. Long as she ain't forcing you to do it. See, that's the difference. Right. A lot of women today are trying to make their men do things. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know. Right. I'm just me. I'm just saying. But women in the movement are needed. They are needed. And I, I, no I agree. Here's why I say, and I agree. I mean, but here's why I say about you know examining the whole role because. You know, when we don't have healthy understandings of manhood or womanhood, we give gross exaggerations. Like women mm-hmm. trying to raise men solo sometimes go too hard. What you crying for, little nigga? Men don't cry. That was me. What you did? So now you that get now you get you know, one of the things <laughs> I did some time and I don't know if I don't know you you said what'd you say, Sister Mina? I said that was You know, me. I know women I know women will punch their sons in the chest. You know what I'm saying? Let Real me, stuff. I, I know let women. Me, let me know. tell you something. Let me tell you something. Before I got knowledge of mm-hmm. self, right? That was yeah. me. I dared my sons to cry. And yeah. it was fear. I put fear yeah. in them like, oh, shit, my, I better not cry. And now I do yeah. have some very strong men. But it wasn't off of just me. I put them around other okay. men. Right, right. I mean, so the women I mean but I'm going to so say this. Let, let me jump in. Let me jump in here because I'm gonna tell you this, and and I'm not gonna say your sons aren't strong men, but what I'm gonna tell you this as a man: if you taught your men not to cry, you didn't somewhere in there you didn't help that development. They may not, they I may agree. appear strong in every aspect, but I'm I'm willing to guarantee you somewhere in their life that inability to express a certain emotion that may take tears expresses itself in another way. For me, it, it became rage. I, I was told men don't cry, so mine became a uncontrollable rage. And one of the things right. that, you know, when you, as, as, as men, when you realize, and I don't know if Psych, psych can back this up, you know, I'm like, Psych, I didn't do as much time as Psych, thank God, but I did seven. And one of the things I saw in there when I saw when it came to homosexuality, it wasn't like the movies. Everybody wasn't getting raped and all that. I saw a lot of young men being tricked out of their booty snacks. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And one of the ways they were getting tricked out of their little booty snacks is because, like I told one of them old heads, nigga, I got a daddy, is because uh, they, they never had proper, in my opinion, of course, proper male love. So an unhealthy, mm-hmm. so a need for male contact and male love, a unhealthy, these predators and pariahs, you know, um, yeah. pushed a very unhealthy, very destructive male love. So this, that's all I'm saying. And so when we get into this role specifics and the man's supposed to do this and do that without it clearly being defined, without enemy defying it, and no men ever living up to that fully, Without, I'm not going to say no men. I'm like work. That's generalization. I'm not going to say because there are some men who have successfully pulled that thing off. But I'm going to say the majority of men in our community, having reached that plateau, having been that example that comes back, and if they do reach it, they don't come back to the community, to the masses. You know, and I'm not blaming them. Sometimes it's dangerous. If they become a doctor, you can't come back to low impoverished incomes because you become a target with that ignorance. 
You know, we'll target one another. So if they do somehow miraculously meet those uh, statues or, or, or meet that criteria, they move out of eye shot, ear reach, you know, any ability to really see the everyday effects of that life in, in working for them. So it's always just a fantasy. And that's what I say the danger is. And so what ends up happening is we have a gross mis- we have a gross representation of capitalism in our community through crack cocaine, through prostitution, through some of the most immoral, debased things, trying to obtain the material possessions that define manhood. I said all that to say, we follow these goddamn devils, and the way they're giving us is wrong, and they're telling us <laughs> that's what a man is, and we still reinforce it to a degree. Mm-hmm. By the way, you're listening to the people Black mm-hmm. Panther Party for self determination. Man, you're talking to a high power panel and just high power guests. Press one if you like to join this conversation. If not, Look. continue to listen. Uh, we're in our last few minutes, and uh, like I said, the floor is yeah. open. Okay, I, I want to share how many brothers between. Uh, so male roles. We're talking about male roles, and we need to delineate between individual. And then group, because I think yes. they're jumping mm-hmm. back and forth between the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the individual, yeah. the individual, that's his situation. So if an individual man marries a woman and they have a contract, they can work that thing however they want if they're building their family, right? That's 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 up to them. As far as a group level, we don't yet have the power to determine what where, and and we shouldn't. But we don't have the power to determine where we, where our women can work and where they can't work. We don't control it as black men, right? Like, so, I, I, you know, I just want to make that delineation so we can either be on one side when we're talking about this or the, yeah. other, the individual or the group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. That's I agree. wonderful. Yeah. Uh, me, this is a seven wrapping up where my position, I would love to talk more about, and I appreciate um, Brother Sykes' honesty about his role with his son as he's building with other children. And I would, I, I would love to talk more about my realities because everybody heard it when I said I am teaching my son. Everybody heard that. But we, we kind of, mm-hmm. those two very hot things, those, this is what's going on in our community. This is part of the divide. Where are these parents? You know, what, what's going on with these parents? And so I would, and we may have to continue this another time, but, you know, we really have to start looking not just on theory and not just on what would be good and what would be nice and what we'd like because we all have our fantasies on the inside, but those realities, they keep us doing whatever we're doing. So I would love to talk more about how we can work with those two dynamics and understanding how that happened, what can we do to fix it, how can our community help, and everything else like that. So um, I, I, I'm impressed at the rawness of this event right here. I think we need families. <laughs> I think we need can families. I jump in real quick? I, strong, strong families. Go ahead. Go ahead. This, this, this is Brother E, and I've been quiet and, and listening and, and seeing what's going on and everything. And uh, uh, okay, okay, I'm going in. Sorry, 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 more. I gotta do it. What I keep hearing is what I've heard for so many years, and that 
emotions, and personal experience. As it's been noted by few people, everybody has this individual thing. One person wants to go this way, one person wants to go that way. That is the antithesis. That is the opposite of unity. You cannot build a unified front based on that. The problem is that it's become a necessity for women to be in the front. No one, I've not said again, 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 women can't do it. I've not said there are not times for women to step up to do it. The question is, why has it become a necessity? Even Queen Nzinga that you noted, again, became leader because the position that was being held as the front of that system, that society, was a man who died. So I think another question, a question that we have to really ask, getting to the root of what's going on. Number one, physics. We keep talking about gender roles and how they're kind of this and kind of that and da 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 But then we talk about, I heard someone mention balance. It is impossible. And this is why I know African people historically, yes, we do look at, we did look at nature to take our cues, just like martial artists in, in, in the so-called Far East model much of the martial arts based off of animal movements. We based much of what we did off of nature because we understood, we overstood our role connected to nature. And there are no nuclear weapons in the animal world. There is no uh, lion supremacy or, or this type of dog supremacy. It's nonsense because everybody plays their part. And I think, well, I know that as long as we allow gender roles to be undefined, there can be no balance. You cannot have balance between the left and the right without defining where the left and the right exist. The yin and the yang have their role, and they play their role because they're defined and they, may, they stay in balance in certain systems. When those, when those roles are obliterated, when they're blurred, nobody knows what the hell to do. Now, I think one of the questions we have to ask when it comes to sisters and this, this sister a few minutes ago mentioned something about feminism and the feminist movement and all that nonsense. I think the question as far as that goes is what is it sisters really want? Is it to be treated like a man? Is it this notion of equality, whatever the hell that means, because that's not even real? What is it a woman wants? Is it to be treated like a man, or is it to be respected for what she brings to the table intricately, innately, her nature, her essence, who and what it is she is? It's only in this European society that what a woman brings to the table naturally, without effort, just being a woman, it's only in this society that that's been downgraded, that it's been put down. Women were never degraded in our society for being female. You're left because you don't have a penis. That's a Eurocentric mindset, but we don't understand it because we reject our historical perspectives, which puts us in a position of everybody thinking they have a road for, a, a, a path forward when nobody does because nobody can agree on it. Everybody's going their own direction. Queen Hatshepsut, as you mentioned earlier, again, became queen because the man, the male that was to take that role, was not available at that time. 
So she was aware that's, of the, the male that's my the question. gender aspect of it. That's why she put on the beard, the fake beard, wore the upper and lower crown so that she would command the respect visually because she understood naturally when, when two nations sit down to negotiate, the other nation that's looking at you is going to make judgments based on what they see. And if they see a, a woman, it's going to be, whether it's right or wrong, I give a damn about it being right or wrong, it is a fact that they're going to look. That's my point, they're though, They're going e. to make certain that's... judgments if a woman is sitting at the helm as opposed to a male. But Sister, you mentioned that's discussion. my point, ago, e. you, mentioned, but... you mentioned You mentioned the, that if, 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 if your man, if y'all hear something outside rustling in the bushes and he goes out, you're going to be right along with him because you don't want him going out there. That's all well and good. But, but if you think about but, it, but now that's... you've got that both heads of the household, both adults in the household outside, which leaves the inside completely unguarded so I can come in and ambush you or take what you got and escape out the right. other window. So, again, you... we're not saying I'm not saying, I'm not even going to speak for the other people. I'm not saying that women can't fulfill the position. I'm saying that the balance has to begin with a definition. You, a definition you're, you're, based on you're who not, you are, not what our reaction e, I'm sorry, go ahead. But you're, e, you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're not using, but here's my point. You're not using any examples of nature. You're using examples of government because... Queen and Zynga are happen. Check me out. Check me out. Happen said had to take action after a man left. Nature didn't set that in order. Men set that in order. That's what I'm telling you. The okay, fact that women had to go. The fact that the queen had to go through such extremes to pretend to be a male is male chauvinism. The fact that a woman who apparently was fully capable. It's not what it is, bro. No, male chauvinism. It's not. Well, well, why, is it? Why, why, not why is it that a king had to die and then they choose a queen? Okay, let me why, why, If let she me was capable, apparently she let was let capable me, of leading let me, let me because explain. she did it. So let why wasn't she Why wasn't she at least a candidate? Even if she lost out fairly, let, why let, wasn't she in a candidate let, for running the kingdom? Okay, I'll I, answer that. I'll answer that very specifically. I'll answer that very pointedly. Sisters, and we can get into the metaphysics of it. Doc Ben has said that heaven lies between a black woman's legs. And I believe that on he mentioned on every level. I'm wait a minute, he I'm in it on every level. Yes. Love that. That's some heavenly stuff. But on another level, the reality of it is that that womb is our uh, uh, portal to that other world. Now that sister sits in a position where she doesn't have to go through anybody to get to the other world, she is part of that other world, and that gives her certain sensations, certain abilities that she's able to use and utilize, number one. Number two, a man being a man, as I noted earlier, as I noted earlier, when you, when a, uh, a leader of a nation sits across from a man and he sees his cat with muscles, so let's face it, women can't do anything a man can do. That's bullshit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But that's just, that's, that's chauvinism, brother. Don't you understand that that's chauvinism if a man... We 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 haven't built the system yet to even get to this discussion. Like we we we're talking. It's 2020, right? Like we got to take look at yeah. history and take what is constructive about history. Yeah. Take that and use it, and the other stuff we got to leave behind. 
Right? Exactly. Listen, we have to take brothers. And we have to leave the other behind because it's 2020 and we got to build something new. The world is moving and we're still having arguments about who who crossed the river 20,000 years ago. Did they go from east to west or did they go from west to east? We got to build something now. Like, it's never been easier for us to build new systems. We got to, I mean, the. We got advantages now. We got a little bit of money now. Mm-hmm. We got some technology now we can use. We got to start building. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Let me jump mm-hmm. in here because we're coming down. With all of that money, black folks still can't go in one direction because we're all running because in opposite we're directions. Because we're, we're, we're running around. Hey, 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 brothers, this is such a good show. Listen, I hate to even do it to you. I'm going to have to because we're coming down to our last two minutes. This is such a good show. I know I want to read. I don't have, man, I got a million Sundays from now. But I would love to revisit this because this is such a great topic. You know, and and you know, it's just so many, so much more that I would love to touch on on this whole thing. I love the fact we brought up Queen of England, this and that, and you know, I'm sure we're all gonna go away. I don't know if anybody won anybody over to a way of thinking, but it was a great uh, uh, discussion. You know, great discussion with that. And I'm not even gonna cheat. Even being the host, I could have the last word, but I'm not gonna cheat. What I am gonna tell you and do this. Next, the next Sunday we have Big Mama's house. Please check it out. It'd be banging. It'd be off the hook. I don't know if it's going to be as hot as this one, but it promises to be hot. <laughs> but after that, come back to this, and maybe we'll revisit it. For that, man, I want to appreciate everybody for spending this time. I want to thank um, E and Sight coming out, Panther uh, thirty-eight. Let me forty-eight. Let me send a shout out to Chief War who was listening, coming in for Louisiana. I hope everything was good down there, Chief. Please be safe on the road. To the um, listening audience, man, I'm gonna greet. I'm gonna leave you, as I always greet you. And that's all power to oppressed people, African power to an African people, and black power. Black power.